0: Hey there. Thank you so much for checking out this message with us at Believers Chapel. Our prayer is that you have a genuine experience with God and that you're able to connect with him in a deeper way as a result of listening to this message. Thank you again. God bless you. It is so great uh, for us to be in the presence of the Lord. It's also a great day because as if you haven't heard him, Pastor Clint is here today for the first time <laughs> in a long time. If you have not met Pastor Clint yet, he is amazing, and believe me, you'll be meeting him soon. He'll make sure of it. And um, he, is, he and his wife, Terry, are here with us today. Um, he has gone through three bouts of um, chemo, um, and he has surgery at the end of this uh, year, the end of December. So keep him in prayers because the, uh, the cancer has reacted well. It's shrunk down quite a bit and they're gonna take it out December 30th, December 30th. So thank you, Jesus, for that. He survived the three, three bouts of chemo, which was hard. And he's back with us today, it's been a few months. And so, uh, come on, let's just pray for him. And you know what, let's pray for if If you're here in this place and you have some needs too, uh, whether it's physical needs or whatever, would you just lift your hand? Uh, we would love, this is a house of prayer, right? We believe in prayer, we believe in miracles, we believe that God is with us, that he wants to help us, that he is good. And so if you would just lift your hand and say, you know, that's me, I see your hand, 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 hand. What else? The, if you're around somebody with their hand up, would you just mind just kind of getting near them, maybe you're sitting next to them, just put your hand on their shoulder and let's just believe uh, for God, right? Come on, let's pray. God, we just thank you, God, for all of the people in this place. God, we thank you that you love them, that you are with them, that you are for them. God, and we ask, God, for whatever it is that is going on in their lives, whether it's something to do with their health, with their family, with their finances, God, we thank you that you are with them and that you are here to help. And so, God, we ask that you would intervene in all of these circumstances, God, that you would be with them, that you would make it clear to them that you are with them, that you're going to help them to get through. God, we thank you for Pastor Clint and Terry. God, we thank you for, uh, that you brought them this far not to fail them now. And God, we thank you that you're going to allow this surgery to go great and well and that every cancer cell will be out of that body, in Jesus' name, and healing will come quickly. We thank you for it, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, we're gonna get into the word uh, of the Lord here today. Um, You know, in just a couple weeks, uh, we're gonna be celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, right? How many of you guys like Thanksgiving, anyone? All right, all right. So, you know, there's a lot of food, right? (laughs) At Thanksgiving time, and you know, we in my family we have a lot of we have a lot of family. We have a lot of kids. We I, we have a lot of family, and every year my sister would put on this big spread. Last year she rented a tent, and we had like fifty family people there, like something like that. And we had all this food, and people brought in food. I mean, Manuelo, he's not here, I don't think today, but Manuelo, if you're watching online, he brought a fried turkey. It was awesome. Well, she's not doing it this year, so you guys can't come. Sorry, but maybe next time. But anyway, there's so many different people's preferences, right, of what people like. Like uh, some people like dark meat, some people like uh, white meat, some people uh, like ham, not even turkey. How many people would rather ham over turkey? All right, a few of you, a few of you. Hey, no condemnation here, right? It's all right because I'm one of them too, <laughs> I like ham too. All right, how about who likes uh, like stuffing versus like mashed potatoes, right? How many say stuffing, mashed potatoes? It's pretty even, well I think stuffing one. Uh, how many, okay, so what you're not gonna understand though is what I like most at the Thanksgiving meal, besides the desserts, right, um, is, <laughs> I, and probably nobody else here likes this like I do, but my family knows we got to get this because Rich is going to be there. We have to go to the store and get this can of cranberry sauce. All right, how many cranberry sauce? Oh, there's more of me, uh, more like me. Okay, good. Yeah, actually, Pastor Bethany was telling me when I did this practice sermon, uh, she's like, she used one of those too. How many? All right, so how many cranberry sauce people in this? Like, quite a few. Oh, okay, I thought I was alone because nobody else in my family really likes it. And so I get the whole thing to myself. So I'm like, yeah, that's all right. Like I could probably buy this all year long, right? Why do I just wait till Thanksgiving? (laughs) Well, anyway, I I bring all this to say is that we all have tastes for different things, right? One person likes this, one person likes that. If you're in a a bigger family, you have some people that are um, will eat anything. Some people are very picky. Uh, I was a kid; as a kid, was very picky myself. And uh, you know, so we all have these tastes for different things. We also have tastes for different uh, things in the world. Like there's different kinds of movies that people like. Some people like comedy, some like rom-com, some like horror movies, some people like thrillers, some, you know, all different types that we like. Different kind of sports. Some people don't even like sports. Some people choose to like the 49ers. I don't know why. Some people like other teams, right? (laughs) That's a jab at somebody, one of my friends here. Um, So We all like different types of things. We have preferences. We have tastes. And I believe that some tastes are acquired tastes right so like the first time I ever had Dr. Pepper right it was like what is this this is disgusting right but some people like, well I'll, I'll give you a better example right there's some people that like alcohol right but the first time come on everything you ever had any kind of alcoholic drink it's like what in the world is going on here why am I drinking cough medicine or whatever, right? So, you know, some things are acquired. We have to, we have to uh, build that taste. We acquire that taste, right? And so in the Bible, David tells us in Psalms chapter 34, uh, in verse eight, he says, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. All right, so here's David, and he's trying to convince us that God is good, right? He is, he is, that this is the very essence, the fiber of God's character, that God is good, right? And so like, like David, some of us in this place have tried to convince others to do things, or, right? And he's trying to convince us, he's trying to persuade us. We're reading this today. He's trying to convince us all right now, guys, he's inviting us to taste and see that God is good, right? So he's, he's coming, the scripture is saying to you, hey guys, try this out, All right, so I, uh, as a dad, as a youth pastor for many years, as a pastor now, uh, just as a person, I have tried to convince people of different things many a times, all right? So, like, for example, when my girls were young, I love, one of my tastes in life is golf. I love to golf. My grandfather was a professional golfer. My dad caddied for him. I like golf. Uh, It's just fun. I like being in the nature. I like competition. And so when I was, my girls were younger, like three to five years old, I bought them for Christmas out of selfish motive, now that I see, pink golf clubs. And they, at that time, were a little excited, I think. I don't know, maybe they weren't, but I taught them how to play golf. We went golfing sometimes at, you know, different places, even around here. And, you know, but by the time they were like seven, they didn't golf with me anymore. I tried to persuade them, come on, the golfing's awesome. Nah, they weren't having anything to do with it. But now I have uh, three boys in the house, and they all like golf, so we golf you know, at times together, they have the taste for golf. Um, they, my girls, they, no, not golf, right? Uh, lately, I've been trying to convince uh, everybody I know, and even you today, I'm gonna convince you, you've gotta see The Chosen, right? You gotta, I'm inviting you to watch The Chosen. It's a show, it's about Jesus. It is very well done. Uh, the, it's coming out at theaters on Friday, the, the, third, the first two episodes of the third season. Comes out this Friday at um, Destiny and at um, Movie Tavern. And you can get tickets if they're not sold out already. I think Friday already is. But um, you can watch it on, um, online, too, this show, all right, for the first two uh, seasons and then the third. So I've been trying to convince people, like my sister. Like, I, I, how many times have I at? Missy's here today. You guys can give it up for my sister. She puts up with my preaching about her all the time. And... <laughs> So I try to, how many times have I asked you, have you watched The Chosen yet? You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. She sends me songs like, you got to listen to this worship song. I don't listen to them either, but no, I'm just kidding. I do. I do. Um, but we always are trying to get people to taste things that we like, that we love, that we're passionate about. We want to share it with, other, with others. We want others to know that, man, this thing is so awesome. You've got to see it. you got to watch it. Or you got to taste it. And that's what David is doing right here. He in the scriptures is saying, guys, you have got to see how good God is. You've got to taste him for yourself. You've got to experience God. You've got to, you've got to try this. And that's what this scripture is saying to us today, is that, guys, you can, you can have these appetites for all these other things, and you may be tied up in all these things, but you've, have you tried God yet? Have you seen how good he is? And in this scripture, David, if you look at the history of when this, where this is coming from in his life, he was just escaping uh, King Saul who is trying to murder him. And David is on the run. He has, escaped, he has just escaped uh, the kingdom and all the people who were after David, all the soldiers, and David escaped. And in that moment, in that time, he writes this psalm, and in this scripture, he says, God has delivered me. Taste and see how good God is. He just delivered me. Now, many of you in this place, I've talked to a lot of you, not all of you, Uh, but many of you, and I have heard you say how God has rescued you and delivered you from many different things throughout this place. God rescued me. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't know where I was going. I had no hope. I had no vision. And he came and he rescued me from the pits, the miry clay. I was in sin. I was ensnared. I was trapped. And God took me up and brought me out and rescued me. He forgave me. How many of you have that testimony that God delivered you from yourself, right, from sin? Isn't that awesome? Some of you in this place, you were sick. You had cancer. And God rescued you. He saved you. He healed you again. How many of this place have been healed because of what God, God delivered you, right? All around this place, people have been miraculously healed, some of you. Some of you, God to used doctors or used your own uh, uh, biology that he made, by the way, to heal you. Some of you in this place, uh, maybe there's marital testimonies. Gary and Alice Bell are here with us today. You've heard Gary give his testimony, our elder, one of our elders t- share his testimony of how his marriage was lost, right? Yet God came and delivered them, and here they are today, still married. Are you guys still married till today? You're still, cause you're still next to each other, so just wanna make sure right god is good he delivers us from all of our iniquities he delivers us from all of our sins he delivers us from all of our habits and he wants to continue to rescue us he continues to deliver us so god, uh, so david is saying in the scripture taste and see that god is good and one of the things that his goodness is is that it delivers us he rescues us all through the scriptures all through psalms and even the rest of the scriptures, it talks about how that God is good, right? I'll just share a few of them with you. In First Chronicles, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever, right? Many of you know that scripture. And Ezra says, and they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord for he is, and his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Good and upright is the Lord in Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, that's David in Psalms 25. Uh, and he says, the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. In Psalms 145, again, David. In Mark, one of Jesus' disciples says, no one is good but one. That is God. Now look, a lot of people in this place, a lot of you watching online, will say, oh, I'm a good person, come on, really? Compared to what? Compared to your neighbor, compared to that murderer, compared to that Netflix documentary you just watched? But compared to Jesus, no one, Mark says no one is good, not one, but God. God is good, he is uh, he, he, it's in his fiber, it's who he is. He, there's no evil in him, there's no sin in him. He is perfect, he's holy, he will never make a wrong decision, he'll never do anything wrong, he never has, he never will. He is perfect in all his ways. God is good, and his mercy endures forever. And David is saying, I want you to taste, and I want you to see this goodness. This is, these are verb words, these aren't passive words, like, oh, maybe one day you can see it. No, no, I want you to come and I want you to eat of God. I want you to taste of God. I want you to see how good He is. I want you to experience God. I want you to come into His presence. I want you to get with Him. I want you to have a relationship with Him. You need to taste and see that God is good. And some of you in this place need to get to, need to acquire this taste of God. Some of you are so full of tasting other things, uh, and you have a passion and taste for all kinds of things, but they are not good because there is no one that is good, not one, but God. And you've tasted the things of this world, you've tasted the things of yourself, you've tasted the things of others, you've tasted the things of sin, you've tasted the things of these other experiences, but God wants you to taste of Him again and again and again and ever-growing. Change your diet from the things that don't satisfy to the things that do, the one thing that does. Change your tastes. You know, <laughs> our, cha- our tastes change all the time, uh, except mine. I just I still like sugar. I don't know. I'm trying. Um, but when it comes to the things of this world, they change quite frequently. You know, I want this for Christmas, and then next year I want something else. And I get this, uh, this, this thing, and then I want this other thing. And, and we're constantly going, but God and David is saying here today, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's a, I'm gonna read just a couple more scriptures. It says, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I have like 30 scriptures here about the goodness of God. I'm not gonna read them all to you. Uh, In Psalm 119, 68, it says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. God is good. God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How do we do that? How do we experience God? How do we taste this? How do we get this? And many of us in this place could say, I, I have uh, tasted a lot of different things. And, and you even heard, some of you are excited about, oh, we're, you know, <laughs> my, one of my sons came up to me today during church and says, Dad, uh, are we eating after church? <laughs> What are, we what are we eating after church, right? He's already to taste something else, right? What we some of us are in that mindset. What are we gonna have? What are we gonna taste? What are we gonna taste later today? What are we gonna watch on TV today? Uh, the 49ers are playing, oh, they don't play football. I mean the Cowboys and the Packers are playing football today. And um, we all are you know, have these tastes, these different things we want to do. I want to be with this person, or I'm gonna do this. But God is saying, David is saying, guys, look, I'm telling you, taste God. This is what David is saying. His heart is saying, you've got to experience God. And he's telling of the goodness in the scripture, and he's telling the goodness all through Psalms. David goes through all kinds of afflictions, and he says, taste and see that God is good. David goes through all high points, and he's saying, but taste and see how God is good. God is good. Come on, would you just say it with me? God is good. Say it one more time. God is good. Sometimes we have to remember that God is good. The devil is bad, but God is good. That's some simple truth right there. If you want some deep theology, that's as deep as it gets. God is good, the devil is bad. If you wanna blame things that are happening in this place, God is good, the devil is bad. Taste and see, this, these are verbs, these are actions. This is something that we have to do. We need more of God. When I was uh, an older teenager, God got a hold of my heart. I knew before that time, I knew about God. I had received salvation. I believed that he died on the cross for me. I believe that he had a plan for my life. I believe all these things that my mom told me. <laughs> and my dad. But I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't know him. I knew about him. And something happened uh, when I was in the, my later teens, high school, that God kind of started to do, he did something in the gym. We have a gym in um, this church. I was 16 years old just a few years ago. And it was in the gym right there. And uh, they're doing a conference. It's called the Dragon Slayer Conference by, with Wendell Smith. And he preached this word. And he talked about Jeremiah and, and how that God had, um, put fire up in his bones and how that um, he had called him and all these things. And in that moment, I felt God calling me. And I had never experienced anything like that. I'd never really heard from God myself. I never had a dream or vision from God. I never really felt the voice of the Lord. I never really saw scriptures. I never even really read the Bible, if I'm honest with you. And so in that moment, I felt God call me to himself. And it kind of dawned on me that I had been tasting in this world so many other things but God. I had filled my uh, palate, my taste, myself, my life with everything in this this world had to offer that I could besides God. My life, my prayer literally would be something like this. God, I pray that we get a lot of snow today so I can ski. God, I pray that that girl would like me. (laughs) God, I pray that you know, that I can get enough money so I can buy new skis. God, I pray, that my prayers were all about my selfish wants and desires. There was no relationship. It was a one-sided relationship. Is as if I was just asking God for everything I needed. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't ask God for things we shouldn't. In fact, the scriptures tells us to. But God wants more than to be Santa Claus in our life. He wants to be the savior of our life and our friend and have a relationship with us. And so in that moment, God started, God it kind of dawned on me like, I was filling my life with all kind of stuff. I listened to all kind of music, secular music, that I just loved. I knew every single song. I could sing every song. I knew all the lyrics. I had all the cassettes. All right. I wanted to say CDs, but (laughs) almost, you know. And God said, why don't you... I had to make a decision. Am I gonna continue to consume and taste all the things that the world has to offer or am I gonna make a conscious decision and do what these, the scripture says and taste these action words and make a decision to start consuming and tasting and receiving God so I can have a relationship with him instead. And so that uh, within that, those couple years, I had given up all, listen to all secular music God had convicted me. I gladly gave it up. It wasn't like a, oh, I have to give it up. I was like, it was hard. I loved that music. I still like classic rock music. But I I gave it up. I said, I'm not listening to this. And instead, I'm gonna fill my life with Jesus instead. So I started listening to different types of music and I did not like Christian music. I thought it was the dumbest thing. I'm just being honest, right? Worship was not good back then like it is now. And uh, the songs I had back then were, like, I always thought, it's like, this is for old people, right? And it kind of was. And the Christian music is like Sandy Patty and, like, I was like, good Lord, God help us, you know. I'm sorry for those of you that like that kind of music. Amy Grant's like, goodness, jeez. I didn't like that kind of music. That was not what I wanted to taste, right? And I didn't like it. And so when I gave up that music, God started giving me a choir taste There was, you guys might not like, some of you might not like me, but I really started to listen to this other um, Christian rock music. I remember getting in a fight with my grandmother about it. She was a strong Christian. And she used to think Christian rock music was the devil. And I was like, Grandma, we used we fight about this. I was like, Grandma, it's the same words. Like, and because of me listening to that music, it formed, it changed the formation of my life. The, the lyrics that were in some of the Petra songs, and uh, especially when DC Talk came out, and some of these other, I had changed. Uh, my, my, my theology got into me, scriptures got into me, all those things, and so I changed my taste from secular to Christian music, and I found music that I could tolerate, <laughs> and uh, I started getting hungrier for the Word of God. So I started reading my Bible, and I started praying, and all of a sudden, the more that I did that, the more that I wanted it almost became like an addiction for good. And I wanna encourage you here today. Some of you may can relate with what I'm saying. It's like I've tried to read the Bible, I've tried to uh, pray, but I just don't feel like I'm getting anything. And I wanna say it comes, it will come. You start acquiring this taste, just like Dr. Pepper or maybe uh, other things that you have to acquire a taste for, it comes and when it does, you can't get enough and it never, it's like a... um, It's like this well inside of you that never ends that you constantly want to be filled and then God comes and he fills it and you're full and full and full and full and you want more. The more you get of Jesus, the more you want. The more you get to know him, the more you realize how much more he loves you and you want even more and then you realize what he's done for you and then you want even more and then you realize that he just delivered you from these things and you want more and then you realize how he speaks to you and talks to you and you want more and you just can't get enough and that's where our tastes need to go, but our tastes have to change from all the things the world has to offer to all the things that God has to offer. Since I was a teenager, I have been prophesied over, I've heard prophecies all the time saying how God wants to bring revival to this land. In other words, revival just makes, uh, is where the Spirit of the Lord just uh, permeates into our land, into people, and it makes it easy for them to come to Jesus. I just kind of, that's probably the best word for revival. It hasn't happened in my lifetime. It happened in the 60s. I wasn't alive when they had the Jesus movement, and it's happened every century before that, or even closer, not even that far apart, in America, but it hasn't happened since then. And I believe still to this day, that God is coming back for a pure, spotless bride, a strong church, not a weak church, in America too. And that the greatest revival is still upon us, that God is going to come and pour his spirit on this place and on this country, and that people are gonna come to Jesus in the droves. It's gonna be back in the 60s when the revival came, every single church was full. And God wants to do that again today in this time. But I'm gonna tell you something. Revival doesn't happen until his own people It always starts in the house of the Lord. It starts with prayer and it starts with his own people putting aside the taste of the world instead of acquiring the taste for him again, becoming hungry and thirsty for Jesus again. Jesus said it like this, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. So today, I'm inviting all of you to the greatest feast, Thanksgiving feast of all time. The table of the Lord. In Revelations, it says it like this. It says, God stands at the door of your heart and knocks. Anyone who will open that door, and he's knocking on your heart right now, anyone who will open that door, I will come in and eat with them, and he with me. See, God wants that relationship. We've eaten at a lot of different tables. We've had lots of Thanksgiving meals with all kind of food. We've had all kind of acquired taste for all things that are not God. But God is here today inviting each of you to come in and experiencing him on a daily, regular way. Come in and eat with him and and he with you. He wants that relationship. He wants you to taste of him. He wants to do miracles in your life. He wants to give you dreams and visions. He wants to give you uh, uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you with fruits of the Holy Spirit, of love and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. He wants to, he wants to he's got so much to offer you because God is good. And I could go on on 30 plus verses and continue to tell you how God, he wants to deliver you, he wants to help you, he's for you, he, all these things. We know this. We know about this, but you're not gonna really know it until you start having this relationship with Jesus Christ. This is where revival starts when each of us as individuals have our own relationship, revival with Jesus in our own hearts and in our own lives. And so today, as a pastor of this church, I'm inviting all of you listening to the sound of my voice online and here in person to start coming in acquiring the taste of God. Put aside the foolishness, the wasted time on all these things that don't satisfy. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm not saying you can't go skiing. I'm going skiing. But I'm saying put aside some things that are that, and make time for God. He should be first in your life, not leftover in your life. Not, not many people like leftovers. And God is worth more than our leftover time. Amen? Give him time, not, not just on Sundays, but on Monday and Tuesday and the next day. Keep being with Jesus. Schedule out time. Learn to pray. I have papers on how to pray if you don't know how to pray that will really help you. I have, uh, we have devotions to help you to get into the scriptures. We have crews that help on this. We have, um, Services right Today, This is we're teaching you. I'm teaching you on, on acquiring this taste and how to do it. Uh, we have prayer times. We have a text number you can text. Hey, I need help. I don't know how to pray. I don't feel like God's listening. I feel like I'm too far away. I feel like there's a big wall between us. Whatever it might be, text that number, 444-2100. We will pray with you. We will help you. We will hold your hand to bring you into that that Thanksgiving feast with Jesus. Say, come on, let's go together. You don't have to do this by yourself. There's others that know how to do this and we're gonna join thousands of generations as we do this. Amen, isn't that cool? Come on, would you buy by your heads and close your eyes? How many of you in this place say, you know what, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna start acquiring my taste back for God again? I am going to allow God the primary time in my life, not the leftover time in my life. I'm going to seek after him. I'm going to learn to taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm going to acquire a greater taste and hunger for God. If that's you in this place, would you just lift your hand? God, I just thank you for this church. I pray that everyone in this place would do this. I pray that they would take this challenge and say, God, I am going to be with you. I am going to taste and I'm gonna see how good you are and I wanna experience it again and again and I'm gonna be with you again and again. God, I pray that you would help us to put aside the taste that we have for the world, the taste for ourselves, the taste for other things. Instead, God, that we exchange it for you, God, in Jesus' name. If you're here in this place and you say, you know I don't even have a relationship with God, I've never received him before. I wanna let you know that he loves you and this is a great day for you. He wants you to know him so much that God says it like this. He says, for God so loved the world, that's you, that he gave his one and only son. He gave Jesus to come and to die on the cross so that no one would perish but everyone can have everlasting life. If you're here in this place and you do not have a relationship with God, He sent Jesus to die on the cross, to forgive, to take the place of the sins that you and I have committed so that they could be forgiven and that we could have a relationship with God again. If that's you here in this place, you say, I need that. I need that relationship with him. Would you just lift your hand? I wanna pray for you. I wanna see your hands. Anybody else? God, I need you. Come on, would you just pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, all across this place, pray this way. Say, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me, God, for all the things that have kept me from you. I thank you that you died on the cross for me and you're here today rescuing me. I receive you and help me, Jesus, to have a relationship with you starting today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for those that just did that in this place. Look, um, if you did that, if you said that prayer, would you please text that number 444 2100 code? Let us know that, hey, I just made a decision for Christ. Or, you know, I said the prayer. Whatever you want to word it? We'd love to connect with you to help you with that relationship between you and God. For those of you, the rest of you, let's cash in our tastes for all these other things. Say, you know what, God, I can give this up. What is one thing that you can give up this week to be with Jesus instead? Maybe it's 30 minutes, getting up 30 minutes earlier. Say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna be with Jesus. Or maybe it's at nighttime, maybe it's giving up a television show, maybe it's giving up, I mean, if you go on this phone, it tells you how many hours you're on it a day, you know? Maybe it's giving up 30 minutes on that device. And instead, just being with Jesus, just you and him, praying, worshiping him, loving him, and then even listening and letting him love you. Let him speak to you. God, what are you saying? Getting into the word and just reading and say, God, what are you saying to me by this? And start developing and acquiring that relationship and that taste for God, to see for yourself that he is good. It was great that my parents loved God. It's a great example for me, but it wasn't until I tasted God for myself that I realized that there's no better thing in the world. You have to taste for God yourself. Be with him. Some of you in this place, I'm gonna stop after this. Some of you in this place say, I don't even know God exists. I don't even know if this is all real. I wanna challenge you, you've been watching online, Just say the prayer like this. Say, God, if you're real, if you are real, then show yourself to me. I open my heart, my mind. Show yourself to me this week. And in Jesus' name, God, I pray that you would do something supernatural, something huge in their lives this week. In Jesus' name, it's going to happen. Amen. Thank you again for checking out this message. If you would like help taking your first steps on your faith journey, You can text the number 315-444-2100 and include the word Jesus in your text. We're going to follow up with you and help you get started. God bless you and thank you again.